0: hello hello you are listening to why the world needs you podcast hosted by me benjamin fritz this podcast has been created to empower you to become the person you've always wanted to be the journey is difficult and the challenges are many but the rewards of being true to yourself are immeasurable the objective of this show is to give you a safe supportive space to learn gain inspiration and witness the true power and freedom that comes with becoming the person that you are meant to be Why the World Needs You is a community of purpose-driven individuals who are passionate, gifted, and have a zest for life. They deeply desire to share their unique voice and gifts in order to make the world a better place for themselves and future generations. They are pulled to a different way of living and a higher purpose, while remaining grounded in their desire to engage and contribute in practical ways. My goal is for you to walk away from each episode with confidence and conviction, sharing your authentic self with the world, as well as a deepening understanding of your potential to impact the world in a way that makes sense to you. I'm honored to have this privilege. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of your day and your journey. And we're back. It's time for me to share the second half of my story with you, which I am so excited to do. But before we get to that, if you did not listen to the first half of my journey, I would highly suggest going and doing that because that kind of sets the stage for everything I'm going to share with you in this episode. It will give you a really good foundation of knowledge of who I was as a person, and so much of that background knowledge is important to understand kind of how these events came to be and uh, where their roots are. So, I would highly suggest checking that out. If you have already listened to that, awesome. Let's dive right in. So, as the honeymoon period ended with the whole big boy job, adulting thing, uh, I started to realize, and just kind of like, you know, I started to just come into my awareness more of like the things that weren't working for me. And. One of the, like, major turning points for me was my one-year review with my supervisor. And uh, it was just so interesting because I, again, I have like, a very visual memory of this. We were in an office together, and we were going over things, and she, you know, she was just like, you're doing great, like, she, you know, just give me a lot of praise. I... I am a hard worker at the end of the day, and uh, she was recognizing that, and we were talking about that, and so that was all good, and she's like, you know, we really are excited for, like, what you can do for us going forward, and, you know, we have some things in mind, but we also want to give you some, like, autonomy in figuring out what it is you want to do here, so, like, what does that look like? What do you want to accomplish here in the next year. My mind just went completely blank. And I was just like shit. Well like I have zero aspirations. I they're like none. And that was a major red flag to me because that's not who I am. That's not the kind of person I am. And it was like, oh shit. So like I don't have any real ambitions in this company in this field and then kind of like by association it like life in general to me i've just always seen work is such a large part of your life and this is what i was realizing really was that but i had seen it with my parents too uh growing up and i was like work is what you do the majority of your life that's the majority of of the time that you spend is at work. So if you don't have a connection or a purpose or a meaning behind those hours, uh, just like what does not compute. So that was a really real turning point for me. And when I really started to Think about and explore, like, like what else is there? Then, right? Like, okay, like I got a degree and I'm in the field and I'm doing stuff and I'm making good money, and like I I got a raise and so I was making even better salary. I think it, that got me up to like sixty thousand 60, or something. Like I had a nice jump, and so as a making sixty grand was uh, pretty damn good. So, <laughs> and, and again, I'm not saying that to brag. That that's to give you some perspective on the situation because I was doing well right by like societal standards and just in general I mean I I I was incredibly grateful I'm not saying that I wasn't because I know that there are families where they don't even have a provider that can can bring in that kind of money so it wasn't that I was being ungrateful I was confused I I didn't things didn't add up to me didn't make sense I'm just a passionate, very, um, I just have an energy of like, I just want to be alive. And so this and these traditional way of working just really killed that vibe. I am so grateful for my parents' generation and the generations before that where it was like, you just do what you have to do. You put food on the table, you pay the bills, and, uh, and, and you're happy. I'm incredibly grateful for that mindset and for those who have worked so hard to create a world for me in which there's a lot more opportunity and where that doesn't have to be the lifestyle anymore. So I I don't want to sound ungrateful or... I don't know. I, I don't want to come at this from a standpoint of just being am um, kind of an annoying youngster that uh, is you know just trying to like <laughs> you know trying to do whatever he wants with his life and not care about anything else i don't know i just know that there's plenty of negativity to go along with that and what i was finding was that the normal way of quote unquote working was just not a long-term solution for me and fortunately i live in a time when I get to create my opp- my own opportunities and decide what that future looks like for me instead of it being just kind of written in stone. So that was the process. I was, okay, I'm realizing this. Uh, but then at the time, I actually ended up, I had to move out to North Carolina. I was put on a project out in Raleigh. And they basically were like, let's just move you out there if you're cool with it, because that'll be way easier than trying to fly you back and forth. It's a long-term engagement. And I was like, sure, whatever, you know, I'm, I'm young, I'm single. And, you know, at the time, even though I was already questioning like the long-term nature of this job and career for me, I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, this is give me, will give me a new experience that I wouldn't otherwise have. Let's try it, check it out. Maybe this will provide that like shift that I need in my life. So like, let's roll with it. Um, So that was in January of 2012. So I moved out to Raleigh where I didn't know anybody. I didn't have, like, none of my coworkers came out there with me. Like, it was just me. But it was actually really awesome because I had this freedom. I was living on my own because, you know, I had moved from college. I moved back in with my parents so I was back to having freedom. This was the first time I had an apartment completely by myself with no roommates or anything. And I was I was in an apartment by a lake, which I love fishing. I love nature. I was, like, close to that kind of stuff. And North Carolina is beautiful. So it was just, like, very different. It was a cool experience. It was just, like, a new adventure for me. And it was really exciting for a while. Just quickly turned into kind of an unhealthy situation. And the reason being is because at the time I was like super into, I was like really, really into my own fitness and learning more, more about fitness and health in general. So I was like sinking a ton of time into that stuff. Like all my free time, I was either in the gym or reading about fitness and nutrition and that was like i was kind of i was truly living and breathing it and the reason i say unhealthy you're probably like well that's way healthier than most people and the reason it got unhealthy is because i started to i didn't go out and socialize and meet people because of this i was like like i would go to the gym on friday nights and saturday mornings and i i, I was in this new place all by myself as a 21 year old an eligible bachelor, like all these things, and I was basically hermiting myself. I, I'm an introvert. I'm actually heavily introverted, uh, which some people are surprised to find out because I I do have social skills. You can be an introvert and have social skills, and I love working with people. I, I do, and um, so... I, I just got to a place where I was so excited to have that time and space for myself. Uh, you know I would do whatever I wanted to by myself on the weekends. I would take that time in the gym to do that kind of stuff. You know, just be lifting and I, I basically was like trying to see what it would be like to compete in um, like a bodybuilding physique type competition. So I was like, well, I can't drink. I can't. I had to eat super strict. I was like so bro at the time, like chicken and rice. And um, so it was cutting out human connection. And that was bad because, <laughs> yeah, it was bad because I was away from family. I was away from friends. Now, I, I did have the opportunity to go back and visit every once in a while, which was um, a huge blessing. Uh, my company paid for the the plane tickets back and forth and so that was that was amazing because i don't know that i would have been able to make it long term otherwise because i am very close with my family and again i didn't have all my friends were like central to my hometown anyways all this stuff then i was i was you know working out all the time i was, eventually started studying for uh, getting a personal training certification because as i had done more reflection about what it is and what I want in my life. Personal training just sounded like such a good option. I was like, I can, I can help people. I can not be sitting at a desk all day, and I can make money doing that. Like, what? It was just something that had never been put out there for me because it was not a quote-unquote real job, and I'm not faulting any one person for that. Uh, it was. I'm just saying it was just never kind of put in my field of vision, that was kind of what I had settled on. I wanted to really, I wanted to help people. I wanted to make an impact on a daily basis. I wanted to be connected to the work that I was doing, kind of as I mentioned before. Personal training seemed like that option. So I was out in North Carolina. I was having this kind of, you know, spending so much time in myself and in the gym and studying. I was studying uh, nights and weekends for my personal training certification Eventually, my health crashed to a point where on a plane ride back from Chicago to North Carolina, uh, I had my first run-in with a panic attack. I didn't know what the hell was going on. I didn't know what a panic attack was truly, so that was super scary to be, because it started right at the beginning of the plane trip, like we were on the runway, and I was like starting to like hyperventilate. Again, for anybody that understands panic attacks, I didn't have a full-blown one at that point in time it was more like i was on the verge of one for like half an hour so that was interesting but anyways uh after that i got back to north carolina this was summer of 2012 uh, my health just went to shit really really quickly it really just ended up i believe that it was a perfect storm for everything to collapse i had you know, again, I had been doing all this fitness, health and fitness stuff, but I was actually not treating my body well. I was running it into the ground. I was not providing myself with the you know, well balanced diet. Um, I was, you know, I was trying to lean out at the time. I was using lots of um, stimulants in terms of like pre workouts and things like that. Uh, like I said, I had cut out the human connection. So just kind of a perfect storm for. A, it, it, I mean, it hit on all, like, all levels. It was physical, mental, emotional, and um, I just hit kind of a, a little bit of a rock bottom. So that was shitty, because that lasted for a while. I was really struggling with anxiety. I didn't feel well physically. I would try to work out, and I had flu-like symptoms, and so my body wasn't cooperating with me. I couldn't sleep everything was just fucked up basically <laughs> There was just a lot going on I didn't like the job that I was doing I knew I wanted to get out and do something else and and kind of create a new life and career for myself eventually we got to the point where I asked my company to come home I was just like things are just I'm not doing well um I would I would like to come home And so they obliged. Uh, I kept doing work for the client because the client actually at the time wanted to extend me. And I was like, this conversation came at a good time because I was like, well, I actually, I like, I'll be happy to work for the client, but I want to go home. So I continued working with the client. I continued to try to work on all my health issues. And uh, so that winter of 2012 was really that time for me of just trying to like recalibrate and I had gotten my personal training certification through all of this, which was awesome. And I knew I wanted to quit my job. I just didn't know when. Early 2013 then, I uh, kind of waited for the right time. With I wanted to make sure I left on a good note, like made sure my client was taken care of and everything. It left in February of 2013. Um, I'm actually filming this. Filming this. See, I, I told you I'd do that at some point. I'm recording this on March 1st, 2020. So it's been just over seven years since I quit. Uh, I quit that job with no personal training job lined up. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be able to, you know, move in with my parents again. I mean, I did that when I came home from Raleigh, moved in with them, and. Just was able to kind of get back on my feet. I had money saved up from the job. I didn't need to get a job immediately because I didn't have big bills to pay. I was living with my parents. Didn't have any job for about three months. And it was a really nice time period. It's interesting because <laughs> this is the time period where I didn't have a job. I was living with my parents. I was playing video games a lot. All those things that society is quickly like, you are just a complete degenerate, right? Like, you're not doing anything worthwhile. But it provided me some reflection time and some stillness from the grind of life. And I truly believe that, like, in that moment, um, I had this realization, but even so now through some of the other things I've experienced in my life, which we'll touch on in a minute, I really believe that this time is crucial for any young adult, and adults too. (laughs) Like, as you get further along in your life, um, periods of stillness are incredibly important, and it's something that, as a society, we, like I said, we discourage, and it's shameful, it's really upsetting to me because these are the periods of time that we really get back to being ourselves, reflecting, making sure we're on the right track, making sure we know where we're headed, and just recalibrating. It's, it's truly a realignment with ourselves and our, our goals, our aspirations, our vision, all those things. And so this time was that for me. It was, it was really, really great. And the final part I want to mention is that that is the way things are now. You go to school for years, you go right into college, you decide what you want to do for a living, you go right into a job, and there's no fucking time ever in between these things. I'm all about being a productive member of society, but if you can't pause to take a breath, how in the actual fuck are you supposed to figure out Shit about your life, about your yourself, about again, like the the path you're on, your mental, emotional, physical health, all these things. How are you supposed to have time to figure any of this stuff out if you're always worrying about the next step? As you can tell, I get passionate about that, and that has a lot to do with how I coach people because breakthroughs come from creating stillness. Breakthroughs come from realigning with who you are. And so basically my coaching provides that for people without having to take this, like, hiatus from, from life, without having to take some three to six to 12-month, uh, sabbatical. The, the coaching is really to provide that in a nutshell for people and to be, but to also be very strategic and just, like, really build them up and to be empowering. So anyways, that's, that's, like, a, in a nutshell, why, uh, why I coach, and <laughs> and and the purpose of it is truly to give this experience because it is so so important. So eventually, I found a job at an Equinox in the city of Chicago, which I was super excited about. It's a higher end club, so I was immediately immersed in a environment an environment that was just like it felt really good, like it was exciting. I was not working at an export in LA Fitness, that type of thing. And that's fine. Like, I'm, I'm definitely not um, knocking on those people that work there, trainers or anything like that. But it was just a situation for me that felt really good. Uh, Equinox has a great in-house training program. And I was able to learn a lot quickly from good people, smart people, ambitious people. I was in an environment that I really enjoyed and allowed me to thrive Pretty quickly, and I immediately, immediately realized like, oh, like this life is as good as I thought it could be. Not working at a desk, not doing these menial tasks, or at least, you know, that seemed like it to me. And I didn't make shit my first year at that job, but I didn't care, you know, and I was commuting two hours at least a day round trip. I was living with my parents is doing all these things that people, again, they're they're kind of shameful, or people really don't want to, to have to resort to. But in that moment, I didn't care. Like, I was just so happy. That was a very eye-opening thing for me, to be like, oh, like, I can be happy working and making money. And so that was really cool. And then from there quickly, I realized another part of my personality, which is I just hate bullshit. I hate inefficiency. I hate political, bureaucratical bullshit. I just, I cannot stand it. That was something that I felt at Equinox after a while, and I was like, okay, well, this isn't a long-term solution for me, so I ended up going off and training on my own. I quit literally on my year Anniversary because I wanted to make sure I got a year there um, just so I could have it on my resume. In May of 2014, I left Equinox and started working for myself. This was, you know, similar to the transition from corporate career to personal training job. All the fears and things that went along with that. Now I experienced that another time because I was making this other leap into the unknown of providing for myself. First time in my life I would be making money on my own. Well, except for when I used to cut grass when I was a teenager. That was my first entrepreneurial pursuit, which wasn't super successful. Thanks, Dad, for at least pushing me to do a couple lawns. <laughs> I I didn't push any further than that, but besides that, this was the first time I was making money on my own. It's just really for anybody that's done that, and anybody who is aspiring to, it's terrifying. It's terrifying to not know when you're getting paid or not know where the money's coming from, how you'll be paying the bills, and like starting like that is just really really scary. And that definitely was the case for me. Um, I made the leap. And I did not have, like, a full-time income of worth of clients lined up. I'll just say this briefly. Uh, we'll touch on this probably in, in later episodes, both with me and with other stories, I would imagine. But I got what I considered a little bit of a gift from the universe at the time, quickly after making the leap. I had an influx of clients from a, a guy that uh, was moving and... And I didn't even know this guy, like nothing. He just came up to me one day and he was like, you seem like a good dude. You seem like you know what you're doing. Can I talk to you about a business thing? And I was like, yeah, sure. And he was basically like, yeah, like I want to give you a handful of my clients because I'm moving. So it was just one of those things where it was like the timing was impeccable. Like it's some of those people I work with to this day, the, you know, looking at it in hindsight from a relationship perspective, looking at it in hindsight from a financial perspective, the gain I made from that was (laughs) like huge huge that was five and a half years ago and some of those people are great friends of mine and Jesse's like I said have also um, invested thousands of dollars into myself and my services so yeah the, the gratitude for that is immense immense so just a little like little um, throw out there into making the leap, and things will work in your favor somehow in ways that you cannot foresee. So within a year or two, uh, I was making a full-time income. I was making something I could live off of. I moved out of my parents' house, moved into the city, got an apartment, and started living that life, and that was super exciting because I was now on this path where I was doing something I enjoyed, and I was making a full-time income doing it. I had, within a couple years, worked myself back up to the salary that I was making when I left my other job, and it was just so cool. It was so empowering to do that. It was so eye-opening to experience that it could happen. The things that I'd felt on a deep level could become reality for anybody else that has had that experience, I mean, that's, it's a game changer, and that's honestly, that's really one of the things that, out of the Sherry's, the Sherry's, the stories I'm going to be sharing with you, uh, one of the things I really hope you get is that this moment of clarity, of gratitude, of appreciation, of excitement, of hope, like, It's just so incredible to feel that. To feel that the life that you envision can become a reality. So that was that moment for me. It was, yeah, I mean, it was truly nothing short of amazing. Everything I wanted, it was there. Like, I was living it, and it was so, so cool. Now, of course, with any business or just with life in general, there are ups and downs, so I experienced scares and... Dips in in income and all sorts of that kind of stuff. So that's a whole process, a, a story in and of itself. But really, from there, things were gonna go swimmingly. I I had this drive to really uh, just like create more. I wanted to build bigger and better things, and so I started looking for this in many different ways. I looked into things with um, like fitness partners. In that industry, I ended up, let's see, the summer of 2017, I went on vacation with Jesse. We went to San Diego, and uh, well, I, I, I guess I should, like, you know, she should be included in part of my story, but that's going to have to be a whole other episode in and of itself as well. How I met my wife. Um, <laughs> I met Jesse, let's see, in 2016. Yeah. Summer two thousand sixteen, or we started talking like mid year, and we started dating at the end of two thousand and sixteen. And so we had we had gone on a vacation in the summer of twenty seventeen to San Diego, and we went to a donut shop. um, uh, What the hell is the name of it? Um, Donut bar. And I just had a moment where I was like, "Oh, like me and my cousin could do this." So, for reference, my cousin worked for Do Write Donuts in Chicago for a handful of years, ran one of the shops, eventually ended up leaving. But it was one of the things, like, he's just the hardest worker, just such a good guy and somebody that I would love to, like, work with. So I was like, we could do this. We could create this. I know Andrew's capable of it, and I, like, I can help him get there, basically. So I um, texted him. After that vacation, or actually when we were there, I got home like later that night or something, and texted him. We had a conversation again. Probably another story, another podcast. Um, but we birthed this donut business. So that was in full effect uh, in the summer, or well, in 2018. Then in the summer of 2018, we we had another another health issue another thing came up again another story so many of these these chunks of my life can be their own stories so that you're not sitting here for a day listening to this podcast but i had basically it looked to everybody else on the outside that this my health just crashed and burned i had felt things going downhill for 2 to 3 years at this point where I didn't feel like myself, my energy was lower, I still had, like, my passion and drive for things, like I said, I was, like, trying to create things, but I was starting to have more brain fog, I was more tired in the middle of the day, I wasn't recovering from workouts, like, all this weird stuff, and I could just tell that I wasn't myself, and it was really frustrating because people are like, oh, like, maybe you're getting depressed, and I'm like, I love my life, like, I'm not, I'm not depressed, (laughs) like, are you kidding me? Uh, You know, I've always, like, you know the college story now, like, I've struggled with stress and anxiety, I, like, I definitely had a lot on my plate, I was working a lot, and I was doing a lot, I was putting a lot of pressure on myself, I was still trying to work out hard, even though my body wasn't responding, and I wasn't really listening, I wasn't really listening to all the cues that I was getting, and I just kept on running into this wall, and like I said, I, nobody else really knew this, because I wasn't sharing with anybody, and I was just ignoring and avoiding. So I had been I'd been seeking out some help. I had been on a healing, like a protocol with some with a supplementation regimen and all this stuff and started feeling better. I actually think in hindsight it made me worse and basically everything crashed that summer of twenty eighteen where uh, I was just getting like super anxious all the time. I was having all these issues. Again, details in another podcast, but it essentially left me bedridden for a few weeks in part of it. So let's see, just I'll, I'll quickly lay this out here and get this, put this out there straight. <laughs> this like really started happening mid-July, right on my birthday actually, August was bad and then like middle of August through middle of September was, or close, probably even close to the end of September was like basically bed rest. Uh, so I was I was not personal training. I couldn't do anything like that obviously. Uh, I didn't work for a couple months still after that. It was just a process like I said it's very involved. So I'm not going to go into details here, but it sucked. It was incredibly trying for me. It was scary because there was a lot of uncertainty around what was happening. There you know, like I said there's just not there's a lot of questions, not a lot of answers. This is something I had never experienced before. I felt like I was dying, essentially. Jesse and my relationship was was on the rocks because she was actually going through a health flare of her own at the time with her chronic illness that she's had for years. And we almost broke up. We had the conversation, like, like you know, what are we doing? Shall we work on this? What are we, what's, you know, where are we going? And it was just a really, really hard time. But, it was a turning point in my life. The reason being is, going back to what I was saying earlier about having time to pause and reflect, I got a lot of that during this time because I had no choice but to be still. I could not do anything. And it was incredibly difficult for me because I was somebody who, like I said, I had put a lot on my plate, I was ambitious, I was doing a lot of things... I was excited about things. I was excited about the life I was building. I was excited about the life Jesse and I were building. I was excited about the businesses I was building. All these things. So for me to then be put on my ass and to not be able to do anything was really difficult. Because even my mental faculties were off during this. It wasn't just that uh, my physical body couldn't handle things. Like I was, I was a mess. I was. It was the. It was the first time that I can say that I was depressed. Um, for probably a month or so of that, when I was at the worst of it, I had, like, lost this physical body that I had built over years and years of working out, and um, I realized that that was much more a part of my identity than I had ever imagined. You know, all this stuff ended in an identity crisis. I couldn't help people. I wasn't the, the person that I thought I was anymore because of my you know I lost my physical body and my confidence. People didn't understand me because they didn't understand the health issues that I was going through. They wouldn't listen. They wanted to tell me what was going on. And so it was just it was just really really hard. It was absolutely a rock bottom moment. Just scary. Just very scary. Because I didn't know, you know, it was like, what is, what is life? Like, what is happening? What is, what am I becoming? Like, (laughs) all these things. So, not going to finish with all the specifics. But what I gained from it was such a sense of clarity. Because everything, this is the thing, again, I think you'll hear this throughout the stories that I share on this podcast. The thing that you'll find from these types of experiences are that it strips everything away. It strips all the bullshit of life away. We build layers and layers of bullshit on life and what it means to be human and what matters. We get to a point where... We don't know the shit from what's real. This is, I think, one of the reasons, or I know, is one of the the main reasons that people are so unhappy because I've seen it, I've experienced it both personally but also very much from a coaching standpoint, uh, working with people and, you know, just having f- friendships and relationships and, and just regular life, uh, seeing people go through this and seeing this kind of, like, this these layers of shit be, be built up. Through this, I was able to tear those down, strip all those away, and incredibly painful, like I said, both on a physical level and a mental-emotional level, and even a spiritual level, honestly, to then see what was there. And what I was left with was my essence. Who... I truly am. And to really look at that but also be grateful for it. There's really nothing quite like that moment because everything else just fades away. With our daily life, it's almost impossible to do that. And again, this goes back to what I'm what I mentioned with my coaching is like I want to provide this transformational experience for somebody without having to go through a rock bottom moment. That's truly what coaching with me is about. That's always been my purpose with it because the things that I gained from this were absolutely incredible. So while, again, I'm filming, filming, God, like I'm going to keep doing it. While I'm recording this early 2020, it's been about, you know, a little over a year and a half since all this happened. I'm feeling much better. Things aren't perfect. I'm still finding things out. I'm still healing. There's still a lot that, I'm working on, but I feel like myself. During this time, I was not myself. I was really struggling trying to figure out a lot of things. Again, mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, every fucking level of being. But because of that, it provided this rapid time of growth, <laughs> of personal growth, of growth on just such a deep, deep level. The appreciation that I then had for the everyday, for the mundane, for the little things, just, like, grew massively. And that was always something that I struggled with, and I still struggle with it. You know, I learned this lesson the hard way, and I still struggle with it. So it just goes to show, like, how deeply ingrained that is for me. Always being stuck in the stresses of life and continuing to Wanting to do bigger and better things, which is great, but you can also get carried away in that. I learned how to appreciate the simple pleasures, but I also realized who I was. I realized who I was that made me unique and special. Ring any bells? (laughs) Podcast uh, theme here. I realized all these things about myself. I realized I wasn't my body. Something that I had identified with for years, decades even. All those things were just, I mean, truly, truly life-changing and transformational for me. So I gained so much from that experience, and what I realized in that moment then, career-wise is that, and really mission-wise from a a big picture standpoint, was that I had seen people, you know, I had worked with people in my personal training business, my coaching business, to... Change their lives because I kept seeing this pattern. I kept seeing people come to me like I was stuck in a job, and we're talking—I mean, twenty-eight to thirty-five here—young people stuck in their job, working their asses off, uh, not really even knowing the why, like why they were doing it. They didn't have any real emotional, personal ties to it, other than I have to do it for the company and I have to get paid. I saw great people, people with huge, massive potential feeling so stuck and so like hopeless honestly as I began to help them you know not just with their physical pursuits but I began to then help them make these bigger life shifts that to me stuck out and that was like wow this is really what I'm excited about and so I'd known this for years this going back to before I was sick what being sick helped me do was rearrange my priorities like really pay attention to the things that mattered to me and this was one of those things it was like this is the work that i'm meant to do this is part of my mission going forward or this is my mission going forward is to is something around this helping people make this shift in their life creating a life that they 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 love i did that and i want to help people do that fitness will always hold a special place in my heart i very much enjoy helping people with that part of their life because if you aren't healthy, you don't have anything else, which we're literally talking about that at this moment with my situation that I experienced. So that's a, a you know, big part of me and, and will always be, but I wanted to be doing this deeper, bigger picture work of helping people on this, like, grander scale of their life as a whole and how to really shift that, because that's where truly, truly meaningful change can be made, because it's, it's, life-changing it's literally life-changing that's the clarity that being sick provided me it was like this is my mission this is what i need to focus on going forward that's why i am doing what i am doing today and that's pretty interesting right (laughs) it's pretty interesting to see what's come from a rock bottom moment i probably wouldn't be having this podcast you know at least not now maybe five years down the road maybe 10 years down the road who knows but I wouldn't be having this conversation, well, it's a a monologue, but I see it as a conversation with you at this point in time if I hadn't gone through that. And that kind of thing is fascinating to me, that these experiences, these painful things, not just experiences in general, but these painful experiences, can be so moving. So that's kind of it. That is basically my my life story in an hour and 15 minutes so of course I went over the 45 that I told you I was going to but that was inevitable right um (laughs) if you made it to this point congrats if you ended up on two times speed because you wanted to get it over with I don't blame you hopefully you can at least hear my voice still um but yeah so that's that's it kind of for for my story as a whole there's a ton of pieces that were left out there, obviously. That I, you know, I mentioned in passing. That I would, you know, potentially do as other episodes, but I would like to hear from you. I, I really want to foster a community of of listeners, of people, of like minded people who are excited about life, who are inspired to do bigger and better things, and who want to make those changes in their life. If that's you, I want to be connected with you. So check out the the free Facebook community. is linked in the show notes. But what I want to know from you is what did you resonate with with my story? And this can, it can truly be any part. There's, there's no wrong answer here. Just shoot me a message. Tag me in the group saying which part of my story and, and shit. If there's multiple parts, then list them out. I want to hear it. I want to know what parts you connected with, because that's the whole idea of this podcast is like connecting with stories, connecting with human experiences, because we can learn and grow so, so much from that. And um, not only, you know, it's not always about learning and growing. Sometimes it's just about being with that, having that connection, creating that, that bond between us is, is huge. You know, this is all about being human and making the most of it. So hit me up, Tag me in what you liked, and uh, that's going to kind of wrap it up for today. I'm sure we'll be talking more about my story as we go on from here, but I'm also excited to get some guests on and have some other voices on this podcast. So I hope you tune in. Bye now. Hey, yo. Thanks so much for listening. I truly hope you enjoyed today's episode. Just a reminder that all the relevant links can be found in the show notes below as well as that of our free Facebook community where all the cool kids are at, just being ourselves, sharing our gifts, and supporting the hell out of one another. So come on in, introduce yourself, and join the party. See you in there.